Ciao. Welcome back to another episode of Saint Podcast. Uh, we got an awesome rock star here today, James Labrie from Dream oh, Theater. Thank you. Let's go. How are you? We're good. How are yeah. you doing tonight? Excellent. We're Excellent. Yeah. Love to hear. Great it. to be here. Yeah. Good day. I've heard all about you. I know that you had uh, my son on, so we did. Chance. So yeah. best Fantastic podcast guy. in the now world. Now it's my turn. <laughs> it's my turn. Yeah. We should have done it the opposite way. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. Um, welcome to the show. Thank you well, so thank much you. for coming. It is an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Um, James here is the lead singer of the iconic band Dream Theater. I believe Ooh. you guys started in 1985. Yeah, the yeah. the nucleus of the band started in 85 in uh, at Berkeley. They met at Berkeley in Boston. Cool. So three of the members being uh, Mike Portnoy, John Petrucci, and John Mayung. And then in their neighborhood where they grew up on Long Island... Uh, there was a guy by the name of Kevin Moore who was going to Fredonia Music School, upstate New York. Okay. And so when they'd be at home on weekends or holidays or stuff like that, they started jamming and realized they had something. Mm -hmm. So I didn't come into the band until uh, 91. So they had already done an album mm -hmm. uh, when Dream and Day Unite came out in 1989. Okay. And they had another singer. And that didn't work out. And so they, they spent two years looking for a vocalist. Really? And I think they auditioned something like 200 wow. vocalists. Wow. And you included um, in that 200? You auditioned? No, I mean, no. They, so they, they had started working with this guy. I think his name is Steve Stone. And uh, he was from Seattle. And they had been working with him for quite some time. And then there was another guy by the name, I think, John Hendricks. And just uh, I should have thought of this before cool coming in on the podcast. <laughs> no, it's okay. But uh, and they were they had been working with him for eight months. And the way that I came into their laps was, uh, I was out at the time. I was in a band called Winter Rose okay. in Toronto, and I was out touring with Lee Aaron. So I don't know if you ever heard of Lee Aaron. She was considered the metal queen. Wow. And okay. She's really cool. And so we were doing a little Canadian tour. Love that. And her real name is Karen Green. And Karen used to come up to me and go, oh, my God, you know, I really like what you're doing here. And and she'd be watching me on side stage. So I was kind of like, oh, okay, that's interesting. So um, one day she came up. She goes, you have a CD? And I said, yeah. I gave it to her. And unbeknownst to me, she took this to Aquarius Records okay. uh, in Canada. And then they approached me to do a solo album. And I said, no. I said, no, Winter Rose is my band, and mm. I started this, and I'm going to make something of it. And so uh, this guy by the name of Pierre Paradis took, took the, C the CD, and then he threw it down to New York at MCA Records. Okay. And they had the band Dream Theater. And he go and so basically they said, you got to listen to this guy. I know you got this guy. but So they did. They got in the van after a rehearsal, and they listened to my CD and went, Wow. Yeah. They got, Crazy. They called me and that was it. Wow. And then I flew down, jammed with them, and the rest is history. The rest yeah. is history. It's always amazing yeah. to see when you're Crazy. in the right place, right time. It is right timing. Connections, it right? is timing. But I've always said, too, you know, when it is your time, make sure you can walk through that tour. Yeah. Right? Because people can set it up, but you got to be able to walk through and then remain. Mm -hmm. Of course. Yeah, wow. For sure. I'm sure that. it's uh, not yeah. like what it seems to be right like everyone thinks it's so glorious and it's a lot of hard work mm -hmm. right the behind the scenes is well i had already nice. been down in toronto at that point for eight years 
Wow. You know, and in a few bands, I'd already been in a few bands. I was doing studio work with musicians. They'd call me up and go, come on in, you know, I want you to sing this track, that track, we'll pay you. I'll take the money. <laughs> I have no money. I'm a musician. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. 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 But uh, so I was doing that for those eight years. I was in four bands and Winter Rose was the last one. And then at the same time that Dream Theater, I went into Dream Theater, Atlantic Records was looking to sign Winter Rose. Really? That's why I refused with the the solo album. I was like, no, no, no. Like, Atlantic's looking at us. I don't, mm -hmm. I'm not going to do a solo. Yeah, this is going to be something. How am I going to do a solo album? I got my band's on the, you know, the precipice of yeah. going forward. So yeah, but then when I heard Dream Theater, I was like, oh my god. So you already knew who they were at the time? No, I didn't. I'd mm -hmm. never heard of them. And their first album, they did something like ten thousand albums. They sold. Wow. And um, but they got critical acclaim wow. from the magazines, and then when I listened to it, because I grew up loving Rush, mm -hmm. so I was a huge Rush fan, and when I put this stuff on, I was like, oh my god, these guys are <laughs> progressive rock. Mm -hmm. I love this. Yeah. But I didn't think that I would ever, you know, it's no diss to the musicians that I ever worked with. They were great musicians. Yeah. But I never thought I'd find a collection of guys that could actually do this music and yeah. do it justice. So when I found these guys, and I was like, no. And I remember saying to my wife at the time, I said, should I do this? Like, should I go down to New York? She goes, what are you thinking? Like, you love this stuff. Go for it. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, that's life. amazing. Yeah. Um, okay, well, I know based on our conversation with Chance, he said he mm -hmm. got a lot of his inspiration from his dad. Where mm -hmm. did you get your inspiration from? Like, when did you start? How did it come about? Well, it's similar with me as well. Like, my father, um, he was a singer. And okay. he, he uh, sang in the barbershop quartet. Love that. He used to take me to, so, you know, you have tenor, bass, and mm -hmm. baritone. And, mm -hmm. and he'd take me there when I was like a little kid, like eight years old. And they'd all be singing around. And then I remember one time I, I was there and he said, well, Kev, you know, like you got to. I went by Kev. Like okay. everybody knows me as James, but my first name. And everyone that knows who I am knows it's Kevin. Okay. James Libri. Yeah. But he would be like, okay, why don't you get in here and sing with us? You know, I'm eight years old. And I remember it was, a, the old songs, the old songs, the good old songs for me. But anyways, it was this little thing, and I was singing with him, and, and he was going, like, you really like this, right? And I'd already been walking around the house singing all the time. I'd sit in front of a radio and listen to songs and then mimic, right? Amazing. And then my father had a beautiful collection of, of albums and uh he was into miles davis mm -hmm. and of course uh you know frank sinatra and all that Love so Frankie. one day <laughs> one day we were sitting around listening to miles davis and he said to me he said okay so you're listening to the trumpet right and i said yeah and he goes what is that i said an instrument and he goes no that's his voice and that's what you need to do with your voice make it for something that people will never forget Wow. So find your sound. And yeah. I remember he said that to me, and it left an indelible mark on me. And ever since that moment, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to be a singer, and I'm going to do something. I'd already been playing drums since mm -hmm. I was five. Yeah. So uh, music was already a big part of what I wanted to do. And when I was in elementary school, like I had this music teacher, <laughs> the Mrs. M Miss Montgrain, and she would take me and do contests. 
singing contests wow. around. Yeah. That's incredible. So I already knew I wanted to do this, but my mm-hmm. father, in that sense, he was very inspirational. Yeah. Like, I'd be playing drums, he'd come down, he goes, are you working hard on this? I'm working. I'm working. <laughs> you know? Are you singing today? I'm singing. Today. I love that. Yeah, yeah. And you found your sound, clearly. Yeah, so for sure. That's yeah. incredible. Did it take yeah. you some time, or do you think you found it right away? Like, trial and errors. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't want to come off sounding like, oh. But <laughs> hey. it, it was innately there. Like, mm-hmm. I really got it. Yeah. Like, first fit. First and foremost. And I don't know. There was this other. Uh, I remember sitting down with my parents, and we were watching this special and um, on TV. And there was this guy by the name of Rene Samard. Have you ever heard of him? Mm-mm. No. I so he's, he's from Quebec. And he got founded singing in a church when he was 12 years old. Wow. And then he went on to do albums, and um, I saw him live uh, with Liberazzi. You may remember Liberazzi. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he opened up for Liberazzi. Wow. And then he went on to do Phantom of the Opera and stuff. Wow, like that. favorite yeah. musical. I yeah, love yeah, that. So, Beautiful. And he's still around. Like, he still lives in, I think, Montreal somewhere. And um, But I remember hearing him as a kid because I was around the same age as him. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, look at this guy. Like, he's doing it. Mm-hmm. I can do it, too. 100%. See, that's like such a amazing outlook to have because there's a lot of people that get discouraged, right? Yeah. Rather than, yep. oh, they can do it, so can I, right? Uh-huh. So um, mm. that's amazing. And look look how it turned out. Yeah. I think the important thing to know is that you were doing this for eight years before you ever kind of yeah. got your big break. Yeah. And those eight years, I'm sure, were tough and came with a lot of hardships and trenches, right? Yeah. So people just see the overnight success. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's that's a big thing on this podcast we try to highlight because you were at it and grinding for eight years straight yeah, before, sure. you know. And there were a lot of disappointments, like where you knew you had something. I remember one time uh, we were at BMG Records mm-hmm. and we were having a meeting. And so, you know, the guys heard our music and we knew we had great songs. And the guy literally looks at me and he goes, so do you like singing like that and i'm like can you elaborate like what are you talking about well you sing extremely high why is that because i can Mm -hmm. you know and i said and he goes yeah but i think it's it's too much in the female register and i'm like i don't get this like where are we going with this Mm -hmm. so i remember leaving the meeting and i said to my guitar player though can I swear on there? <laughs> yeah, 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 go yeah. for it. I said, fuck that guy. <laughs> you know? And and he was the same way. Like, my guitar player's like, yeah, I know. I don't get this. Like, where's this going? Yeah. And I said... Yeah, he doesn't get you. If it it made sense, and, and I still had the same style going into mm-hmm. Dream Theater and all throughout the years, mm-hmm. right? Well, anything, like, that makes you more versatile of an artist, right? Yeah. Having a, having and it wasn't age, as yeah. if I, that's all I did. Then, yeah. You know, and I'm up there singing in the yeah. Stratosphere. I had, oh, it, had my loaves yeah. and, yeah. and all that stuff. So it was just really strange that that, okay, so this is why we came here to meet you? That, that's it? And, yeah. And, I mean, he went on and said, no, I love the music. You guys, you know, you got something going here. But the fact that he did that, I was just like, you don't get me mm-hmm. exactly we're not going to get too far yeah because i'll see you later and that's the thing yeah. there's i mean there's many people that are successful probably in the industry that are just not i think the creative field is so interesting because you have to find people that you can create with right yeah. you're two creative minds coming together yeah. and some people are just not going to align with the no. vision that you have they're not they're not yeah. 
And that's the other thing, too, is to find people that you gel with. Mm -hmm. You have that chemistry that you can create music, and it doesn't seem like it's an effort. It's effortless. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and that's hard to find, too. It it is. Because I remember, even though I was in other bands, leading up to Winter Rose, I'd never really kind of meshed. I was like, oh, this is always a struggle when Mm -hmm. I'm trying to write with this person or these people, right? Mm -hmm. And then when Winter Rose, it was just like, it was just... Just flowing out, and I'm like, oh my god, oh, this yeah. is the way it's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. Well, when you, when I get you have it. a feeling inside of you, when you know, yeah. you know. We say that yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's one thing to to be able to take that that idea and you bring it to fruition on yourself because there's those moments, mm-hmm. right? But I I think the best stuff is when you're creating something with someone else because you get their vibe. Yeah, you, you get, you get and the you're vibe. Going, Wait a minute, I never thought of it like that, yeah. or I didn't hear that. Yeah, that's cool. Let's take that and let's totally go with it. Totally opens yeah. perspective, right? Yeah. And you also feed off each other's energy and creativity, yeah. and like you, you think of things that you'd never even think of before on your own, right? right? When you have that right. conclusive. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, I think when you're celebrating the wins too, it makes it so much more powerful, right? Absolutely. Like when we started this podcast, I was like, it'd be so different if I was sitting on the mic by myself. Like when you, yeah, you yeah. know, you get to create all of those ideas together and. Then and you win it's just right. like wow like we're doing it together and, and that's because you can reflect together, on it right, right? Yeah. yeah absolutely yeah. it makes it that much more yeah. profound yeah absolutely sure. i always say yeah. like it what's the point of like having all these riches and all these things or whatever the case may be if you can't if you can't spend that with people right like yeah. that's the most important thing for me well, yeah. it's like we talk about it all the time human connection right so yeah. having those no, people by your true. side and riding up together is like the i best think that's feeling. why you have a lot of people that are extremely wealthy but mm-hmm. they're miserable yeah. Yeah. or sad or yeah. depressed is because they didn't know you know they, they forgot about being a human mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. you know and what it means to connect with people is the most powerful thing in the world yeah. human for connection sure. for yeah. sure yeah. yeah yeah and i think yeah. when you lose that you lose a lot of what life is all about mm-hmm. sure you do um yeah okay cool so now that you're you know you found dream theater mm-hmm. you guys started going on tour together after all these eight years of you know yeah. grit um what was was it what was it like going on your first tour with them it was crazy well first of all like going into the studio um we were creating this this album called images and words and at the time you got to remember it was grunge right Mm. so you had nirvana and pearl jam Mm -hmm. like they were at the top of the world and um allison chains and and stuff like this so you know there was that music going on and that was on the airwaves all the time and then here we are creating this progressive mm-hmm. opus and we're like oh my god like where do we fit in yeah where the hell are we gonna fit in yeah. and i remember the producer at the time david prater he came up and and i was walking around the back of the studio and i'd just done a, a vocal and i was just like taking a break hey i want to take a break and then i went i'd go back in and do all the, the harmonies right mm-hmm. and he comes out and he goes james because I talk to you, or you need you need, still need time to decompress. And I go, no, I'm fine. You know, let's talk. And he goes, This is going to go huge. This album. I go, and here's me. I'm the disbeliever. I'm like, nah, I don't, I don't know about that, David. And he goes, Well, why are you saying that? I go, Have you listened to the radio lately? And have you listened to who we are? And he goes, I know. But he said, I think that's the beauty of it. Absolutely. Is that you're making a statement, and mm-hmm. no one's going to be able to ignore it. And so, you know, eventually we have the album released. And when the album was released, we didn't know this. So it came out and the label was Atlantic. 
and they only put out 10,000 copies, like throughout That's the it? States. Really? That's what went out to the record stores. Oh, the, there were oh, record 10, stores 000. at this time, by the way. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Ancient so, times. So anyways, so we're like, we didn't know that until what happened was the song Pull Me Under, um, somebody at a college started playing it down the stage. And everybody was phoning in. So all the college students were like, wow. who is that? Who is that? And all of a sudden, it went from a college hit, number one at all the colleges, to Wild. number one at national radio. right? Wow. And then we put out a video on MTV, and it went up to number one. And so you know who knocked That's us crazy. off our, uh, our throne? No, who? Tell me. Guns N' Roses. No way. With November Rain. No really? way. Yep. Did you so they went know? to number one, we went to number two, and, uh, and I remember us just going, they got enough fucking press. You know? Yeah, yeah, you're like, but anyway, it, shot. It, it didn't matter because because of that song, you know, like our album went gold mm -hmm. and down the States, so it was like 500,000, and then worldwide it put us on the map. That's crazy. So, yeah, yeah it's like you're there. all of a sudden we're going to Europe, we're going to Asia, and all through the States, every show was sold out before we come into the city. And I remember coming up to Toronto and it was just like, it was amazing because wow. we, we wouldn't even ask, right? It was yeah. like, okay, we've got a kid tonight. But this is what we were doing every day too, is radio every yep. day. Yeah. And then we go to lunch mm -hmm. with the label, like they'd be. So yeah. like oh, yeah, that, that lifestyle gig. for you, like how quick of a transition was it? Was it kind of like, almost for you it was like overnight it was like this whole new life or was it like you felt no, progressively it, it changing? Wasn't a, like, yeah it it was slow because when we started the tour we were in a van down by the river <laughs> we we were in a van the, the whole band and then we had a u-haul behind us Love with it. our crew amazing. and they were actually doing stuff illegal so two guys at the front <laughs> don't tell two guys at the front and two guys in the back full disclosure all of the equipment, like if they got an accident, they'd be dead. Yeah, right. <laughs> so that, they made that little, rock and they, roll life. They maybe. made little bunks in the back of the U-Haul so they could sleep while they were moving. Oh my god! So that's how we were, and then all of a sudden the song kicked, and we went from a van to tour buses and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Unreal. So it was crazy. Yeah, unreal. Do you have a favorite album you worked on so far? Mm, that's really hard. It's a tough like, one, eh? For us. Well, Images is always going to, because that was the start, right? Mm -hmm. That yeah. really put us on the map. But besides that, I'd say Scenes from a Memory okay. was great. And that was our our first uh, well album that was, uh, I think, the fans even. So by that point, we had put out, let's see, Images and then Awake and Falling into Infinity. And, uh, well, we had a change of season, but that was an EP, and then it was all live tracks mm -hmm. that we recorded when we were over in London. But but Scenes from a Memory came out, and we weren't, we weren't sure. Like, the band had gone through a little bit of a rough patch. After okay. Falling into Infinity, which came out in 97, okay. we lost all our personnel, all our right wings at the label had mm -hmm. pretty much left. Our manager, we had just uh. fired. Oof. because we it's, it's stuff, too yeah. long a story <laughs> so <laughs> the new day. manager that we brought in temporarily was financially ruining us yeah then we were going through personality conflicts yeah oh so we were kind of like butting heads yeah. a little bit yeah it wasn't good so when we went into uh do scenes from a memory and it was our first conceptual album and that was a big risk, right? We were like, you're not going to go in. You know, we need to get you guys back on 
you know, that playing ground that you once were. And we're like, we're not a, a hit band. We lucked out with Pull Me Under. Yeah. We don't write hits. We didn't write that thinking it was a be, mm-hmm. it would be a hit. Yeah. We're a band, and you need to leave us to our own, you know, if it is demise. And uh, so we went in to do Scenes from a Memory, not knowing what was going to happen. It might have been our last album. And then it came out, and it was huge. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So just unexpected. Yeah. The the fans worldwide embraced it. We went on. Oh. We went on on a two year tour. Wow. On that, just to support that. And you know what? So, it's it's yeah, even better it's when you don't do it for the numbers. You do it for the love of music and yeah. the passion and the fire. Right? Yeah. So it's like yeah. that comes with that's like a, an added bonus if it goes right. like you know worldwide. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But when you do it for the right reasons, I find yeah. that's when you reap all the most genuine rewards. Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, it was really bizarre to be at that stage because we'd already been uh, international success, internationally successful. Uh, since 92 mm-hmm. and when we went into the that album in 99 we were like i remember uh the one of the man the manager that's and i'm, I'm not going to say his name but anyways yeah. his assistant calls me up one day at the house okay so my wife and i had a daughter at the time chloe and uh, chance chance wasn't anywhere around <laughs> Chance wasn't I'm kidding. Around. I'm kidding. Life was easier back then. <laughs> and he calls me up and he says, uh, yeah, I'm just uh, letting you know, James, uh, yeah, you're not going to be receiving any more money for the next couple months. And I lost it. This was, was the old. assistant saying that to you? Yeah. Oh. And I, you know, I have a house and, yeah. and all this stuff. And a daughter, At yeah. the time, yeah. And I go, <laughs> you said it doesn't matter about language. I said, do you think this is a fucking hobby for me? <laughs> You're going to find that money or I'm coming down and I'm oh busting into you. I was losing it. I went living. My, my wife's in the background. <laughs> She's freaking out. <laughs> you know, That's how you get it done. And I was just going crazy. And um, That's what us wives are for. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyways, like we got through it. 99, we went into the studio and we did this. And, wow. Yeah. Um, Thank God. Incredible. Thank God. Uh, yeah. Speaking of albums, mm-hmm. I know you did your first solo album last year, I believe, with your son, Chance. Beautiful Shade of Grey, if I'm not mistaken. Well, it was the fifth solo album. That was your fifth? Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Wow. See, uh, so... But your first one with Chance. First one with my son, Chance, yeah. Like, uh, yeah, we can talk about that. Chance, do you want to come in? Wait, what? Yeah. Chance is, Chance is here. Chance is here? Come on. Chance is in the building. What? Come on in. Oh, my God. What a beautiful surprise. We'll we'll get your vibe on this. (laughs) What a beautiful surprise. Oh, my God, Chance. What a pleasure. What a pleasure. Back again. Oh, my God. He he shows up his own microphone. I had no idea you were even here. What the? I know. I heard you were down in Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. What a beautiful coincidence. Can you believe this? Welcome. Welcome to St. Podcast. Welcome back. Nice to see you again, sir. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I'm so, to be back. Ciao, amigo. It's been too long, guys. It's been too so, long. So, yeah, this was uh, the fifth solo album. Uh, the first one came out in 1998 when he was a little wee lad. <laughs> and um, and then we, uh, well, that was 98. Second one was 2001. Third one was 2004. Uh, wait a minute. It was the sixth one. 
right? Fourth one was 2010. Fifth one was 2000. Well, you're counting Mall Muzzler. 2010, or 13 was. <laughs> Too many to count. <laughs> you're, you're counting Mall Muzzler as your. First, which, two, first two were Mall Muzzler. Which are your solo albums. They yeah. are my solo albums, yeah. yeah. But I had to go under another moniker because the label wouldn't let me use James Labrie. Really? So I came up with a moniker. Let's go. Yeah, so the first two were under Mom Musler, and then after that, you switched to James, James Labrie. I love how close to the mic. Yeah, that was super, was, uh, super easy. <laughs> You're like, hello, hello, hello. <laughs> how, how was that process? Like, how did the idea even come to life? Okay, so on this last solo album, I wanted to do something completely different. The previous albums are full ensemble, electric, metal even, like, even with some Cookie Monster vocals. Ooh, yeah, that's cool. not by me. The the drummer uh, okay. Peter Peter Wildeur, who, who does it phenomenal. <laughs> he does an incredible job. But um, with this album, I wanted to shift gears and I wanted to do it acoustic. So Love it that. started out where I uh, I got in. I had run into this guy Paul Logue uh, way back in 2010. He was in a band called Eden's Curse, and they asked me to sing on an, a song of theirs called No Holy Man. And I loved his writing style. And so I said, hey, at some point in the future, you and I have to sit down and write an album. Mm. It took us uh, a pandemic to be able to sit down and write an album. So I told him my concept. I wanted to be acoustic. And originally it was just guitar and vocals. Okay. And then I was sitting around one night and I went, you know what? You're going to get tired mm -hmm. of that. Three, four songs in, you're going to be like, I'm yeah. sitting around a campfire. Dude, can you stop playing guitar and singing? <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Know, we had enough. So I I got in touch with Paul again. I said, no, you know what? We need to shift gears again. I want it to be a full ensemble. Mm. So let's bring in, you know, uh, keyboards, uh, bass. Well, Paul plays bass, and Paul played 12-string and 6-string. And I said, I want to bring in a solo guitarist, too, that can play acoustic and electric phenomenally. So I went back to a guy that I've worked with, Marco Sfoli, on my solo albums, mm. my previous solo albums. And then I said, now we gotta get a drummer. And so I didn't wanna push this guy, Chance, onto it because I thought I'm forcing the card, Yeah. right? Yeah. So I, I kinda went, you know, let's start thinking about who we want on drums. And Paul came right back to me and said, uh, what about Chance? Uh, I've listened amazing. to him with his band Falset. He's an amazing drummer. And I'm like, hey, if you if you want to do this, by all means, I'm into it 100%. I didn't want to force you down that road. But now that you're saying you love his style, let's do it. And then that's how he came into it. Yeah, I remember we were sitting out back in our backyard doing a barbecue. Yep. And then we had a few drinks. I don't think he was planning on telling me that night, but we had a few drinks. And he's like, hey, listen, buddy. <laughs> yeah, he's like, listen, buddy, uh, what do you think about being the drummer on my new solo album? Yeah. And I, I I, try to remind myself of how excited I was right in that moment because I was like, holy shit, like, mm. he's my dad, but he's still James Labrie. Yeah. Like, I look yeah. up to him in the musical world. So to be a part of his album, I was like, holy shit, this is... I was, uh, I was scared because every drummer he's worked with is, like, world class. Yeah. And the only reason I was down is because of what they wanted to achieve with this album wasn't right. supposed to be some crazy mm -hmm. progressive album. It was supposed to be a laid back, more acoustically driven yeah. album. So I was exactly. like, hell yeah, let's do this. That is so yeah. special, man. Wow. But, but he, he so came cool. in, uh, originally he came in as, as a drummer and I said, you know, you're going to write your parts, you're going to do your thing and you need to be honest uh, with 
how you're hearing it and where you see that we're taking it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it ended up that Chance became full on, and not that anybody else in the, in the band, uh, Christian Polkinen was the, the keyboard player, and then Marcos Foley and Paul and I, um, they were all very you know invested into it as well, making sure that the, the songs were going in the direction they needed to and that right. everything was being thought thought out and uh, correctly and then making it the best it could be obviously Mm -hmm. but he started coming in and he's like hey guys let's try this i think you know what uh, we need to trim the fat okay you guys are going on too long with something like this and and we were getting his perspective from his demographic Mm -hmm. because because paul and i are older you know (laughs) so we kind of lean more and and i wanted it to be more reminiscent uh, overall had the overtones of Led Zeppelin okay. on this uh, album because that. they're one of my favorite bands ever. Amazing. And, yeah. um, and I said, and they, whenever they did, you could take any one of their songs and play it acoustically, mm. and it's still a gem. I love mm-hmm. it. It's still amazing. And I said, so if we can take these songs and then we're presenting them as acoustic and they're a gem with a full ensemble, then we're there we've arrived so chance started coming in and basically directing a lot of maybe where we should be going what we should be considering right uh, the elements of the music where it should be sitting and he ended up being the co-producer so wow. cool that's mm-hmm. cool yeah, yeah. That was really cool Amazing. yeah wow yeah. chance bravo yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> i think i think too it it was because a lot of people say well how was that experience and i didn't know where it was going to go like I, I just thought holy shit I hope we don't get into this and then I'm like oh boy <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to call up Paul and it's like this isn't working yeah uh, do you want to be the one to tell my son he's got to go oh, like, no. which we you did know, we did get into it a bit like here we, and there we but, got into it but that was more musical creativity yeah right? exactly but we yeah, yeah we, had, we had a lot more good times yeah. and interesting fun. we had moments in the studio of course where yeah. so like we, we would yeah. be <laughs> You know, and it was like, holy shit. Now we'd have to like both gonna... leave the room and take yeah. a day, you know? Yeah. And it's even crazier because you have that connection as father and son as well. You almost have that ability to be more open. Yeah. Like sometimes yeah. it's yeah. like when you work with people who are business partners, yeah. it's a little bit more, you know, intimidating to maybe speak up or like whatever. Mm-hmm. But you have yeah. that dynamic, which is crazy. There's, there's two sides of that, totally. You're right. There's that side. And then the other side is, well, I don't want this to ruin mm-hmm. our relationship. As yeah, you're a lot more yeah. you're a lot more yep. easygoing when right? it's with someone that's not your family yeah, member, yeah. which makes it yeah. a lot more of an easy mm-hmm. relationship process. Yeah. Yeah, process. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, That's Vic and I act like sisters, and I'll be like, what the fuck are you doing? Exactly. I get upset at her. Oh, I know. You abuse her. <laughs> I know. And then she'll be like, Haley, stop being a bitch. <laughs> I don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh that's incredible um mm-hmm. so you guys have also been on tour together let's talk a little bit about that how was that like where did you go how old Tell were you the audience. first well oh, what were you the first tour? we we i've gone on tour with you but the bit falsets also toured with you that's true, right <laughs> so wow that's so crazy. which which one are you talking Both. about let's start yeah, let's, let's start with your first experience going on tour with your dad well, just as chance livery yeah so the the whole family had came out a few times on tour for a week or two there you and then it wasn't what year it was no it was like the 2000 late oh, 2000s so really young that's but crazy. Then when I was a bit older, like grade seven, grade eight, that's when I started to go out on the road with him alone for like four weeks at a time, five weeks through the U.S. or four weeks through Europe. And that was insane for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was the the crew 
took you in as one of their own yeah too, so, that so was they great. they would like give me tasks like i'd be the assistant to the assistant manager you know what i mean That's so fun just like go get everyone's food orders or set yeah. up set up mike <laughs> mcgini's practice yeah, yeah. rig tonight and yeah. whatever but it was a lot of fun we had a lot of a lot of cool times out on the road which sure. was good because then during the day i'd be doing interviews or something like that like i had stuff to do leading up to the show so it was great that the crew was like oh wait a minute Chad, you can come here and help yeah, and, us, you know? and you were definitely like always like are you good like you're not bored and but i i yeah. loved like every single so part cool. of it like yeah. every single there was I, I always say this, like there was, there's a certain feeling since I was a, the time I was a kid to now, like every time I walk into a venue, especially for dream theater shows and mm-hmm. you're around the family, which is the band and the band's family and the yep. crew, yep. it's like one big family. There's this like feeling that is, mm-hmm. you, I can't explain. It's like yeah. excitement and fear. That's and amazing. like, I just yeah. had this, ex- yeah. like this it's, feeling right in my core. Yeah. And I got it every time we were at a dream theater show, every time we were on tour. Wow. And that's like part Partly why I wanted to do this myself because mm-hmm. I was just like, this is you fucking love awesome. It. I loved it. So feeling, yeah. I, even if he was like doing interviews all day and I was out on the road just wandering the venue, watching people work, like I just took everything in because I was Amazing. so fascinated by how the behind the scenes of this world really worked. Yeah, yeah, awesome. yeah. yeah. of course. And then he got to see other sides of his fault uh. too. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, yeah. being the artist on, on the road Uh-oh. or like if I got sick, you know, and I'm feeling like crap and then I still got to go out and sing. And, uh, yeah, like yeah. So he'd see this little temperamental eh, yeah. well, father. You know it's yeah. not an easy yeah. world. So No, it's yeah. not. It's not. And it, it's, uh, but, you know, I'd, I'd try and camouflage it as much as, as possible. But you, you did. You saw it out there. Mm-hmm. And um, like I stay real straight and narrow. Like an, yeah. like when I'm on the road, I don't drink. I, I mean, I don't smoke, anyways. But yeah. uh, it's just the hard the road, stuff. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'll leave that up to you. Love my it. Friend. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I keep it. So he would he would see the other guys in the band, and not that the other guys in the band are like, ooh, ooh, you know, we're yeah. partying every night. Um, but he would just see that you know I was disciplined, and mm-hmm. I got to do it this way, or else I'm not going to be doing it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he, you know, every so often you'd see me. Yeah, when when like, do when you remember when I lost my, I said I lost. Oh my! my do you remember that? So we were where were we? Uh, we're Columbus, Ohio? Columbus, Ohio. Columbus, Ohio. And we got we. It's because we had like three or four days off in the middle of a tour, and we went out and went drinking. And I was actually nineteen at the time in the states, so I couldn't legally drink. So I borrowed my. <laughs> I borrowed my friend's ID that was of age that looked just like me so I could drink down there. It was really bad. Really bad. (laughs) Full disclosure. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Shout out to this friend. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So we were there drinking. We got smashed. And then we got... Isn't that horrible? Yeah. We went... Good father. We walked like two blocks back to our hotel. And when I got back, well, there was I'm taking big bank. I'm taking. You had to walk yeah, up, like Remember? grassy field. I freaking wiped out. Yeah, but <laughs> I think you you kissed your drum tech that night too. Oh, I did on the lips. I was probably oh, no? kissing a lot of men oh. yeah. that night. But uh, nothing yeah. wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got yeah. we got back to the hotel room, and I'm like taking care of because he was a really drunk one, so I'm like putting him in bed and stuff, and he's just like, "Oh shit, yeah. chance, yeah, my wedding ring. I lost my wedding ring." So I start texting the crew oh, guys, no. and there's a good group of 10 of us walking back and forth for these two blocks, going into the restaurant on, that's on now closed, pig. looking yeah. for his wedding ring for a solid hour and a half. Did we find it? So in the morning, I'm like, Dad, 
you're like, I'm sorry, man, you lost your wedding ring. We couldn't find it. He's like, what are you talking about, man? He He's like, I haven't brought my wedding ring on oh. tour in like 10 years. It's at home on the, my dresser. So no way. We so you want to know the truth? You know oh what it was? Please. <laughs> so it was this beautiful ring that I had gotten in London, England in 92. And I'd had it all these years. It was a nice cross on it. And it was my baby. Aww. And so I thought, the only way I'm going to get them out there to find this ring, <laughs> I say it's he my wedding you. ring. Well, this but, is what I'm thinking. I was probably thinking like when I was, oh you know, an, inebriated. That's or labribriated. Labribriated. Oh I like yeah, yeah. that. Old, you got right? boozled. That's and, uh, crazy. So it was really bad. So then, then I had to tell the crew, no, man, I got my wedding ring. You Wow! So you actually never found it, though. No, well, it was it was, it was, it was in Midland, like yeah, at in home. my night table. No, 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 I'm saying the ring. From oh home. no, no, no! That no. was long gone. Well, maybe they did. Uh, he deserved that after that. Adios. Show, though, you know, that's yeah. hilarious. Somebody did, and they went. Oh. Yeah. Oh, this isn't a wedding ring. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's a great story. That's, yeah. that's very comical. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, the fact that you can think with your noggin like that while you're obliterated <laughs> is hilarious. <laughs> like I'm gonna. <laughs> that's oh funny. my god! Conniving. Yeah. Yeah. Not good. Yeah, but yeah, the, the rest, the rest works. of the crew and I gave them a hard time the next day for that one. Okay, so you yeah. fully disclosed it to them? Did I? I don't think uh, so. <laughs> no, because like the the crew, the, the so. next morning you hadn't said I anything think I to disclosed them. Disclosed it here. The crew, uh -oh. the crew was like, "Did you guys like you, did you guys find it at all in the room?" And I'm like, "Oh, guys, get this: the ring is at home in Midland." They're like, "What do you mean?" <laughs> They're like, oh, why were we looking God. for this for an hour and a half last That's night? So That's so funny. It was That's ridiculous. a good memory. Yeah. Can't be perfect. So yeah. then you as falset with your band went on tour with your dad. Mm -hmm. Okay. So tell us about that. Mm. That was That's a that, cool we were yeah. we were super like that was the biggest level of shows we've ever played. So we were just mm -hmm. like very serious, keeping our heads down. Like we like just bumped into each other a couple times every day, right? Yeah, because no, you, you guys were doing your own thing. You guys get to the venue way later than everyone else, so we would just bump into each other a couple times a day, and then the routine for us was the same as any other show, just like, you know, no no drinking, no partying, mm -hmm. just warming up right, eating right, mm -hmm. being healthy. Game. Yeah. yeah, especially at that level, because leading up to that tour, we were, like, freaking You out. were nervous. Well, yeah. And before you did your first show in Quebec City, I mean, I think I was just as nervous, if not more nervous, than you guys. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, shit. You know, they're going to go in front of all these people. How are they going to do? I didn't know if they'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no. you know, and and all of a sudden they go out there and, and they were just, you know. So and, this was a Canadian tour. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then Zach was out front just being a front man, like as if he had been doing it for you. Really owned the crowd. Wow. And I, I'm on the side of the stage going, what? Yeah. Sometimes it takes oh that momentum, God. right? To like mm -hmm. really it was find amazing. your fuel. Yeah. And I wasn't the only one. The other guys in my band in Dream Theater were like, holy shit. Yeah. These guys are freaking great. Yeah. <laughs> I, re I remember at the end of the tour too, uh, we were speaking with John Pucci. Mm -hmm. in your dressing room mm -hmm. right before you guys went off to the next city in the states because we were just doing the canadian part of the tour yeah. yeah and uh i was saying to john i was like the reason i was like super super nervous about this tour mostly wasn't because of the fans and the crowd or anything like that it was because i wanted to impress all my dad's co-workers mm -hmm. his bandmates yeah, yeah. his yeah. crew that i've known since i was just a little right. baby yeah 
and uh that was like the major thing for me is like i didn't want them to think oh you know chance is just out here because his dad and then mm -hmm. they go on stage and oh, the whatever right yeah. no they all yeah. came back like and they these were guys like, don't deserve to yeah, be here, yeah. But, they, whatever. but they all came back yeah. and they're like holy shit like you guys are actually doing it you know that's amazing mm -hmm. yeah. and we've talked so much about like you know some days you you want to give up or you, it's just like it, you get so in your head but you guys just kind of went out there owned it had your moment yeah and you know mm -hmm. well the, when my dad said that to, like when he brought it up to us he's like we're thinking about bringing you guys out i was like remember i was like no <laughs> like right yeah, no, first, did. i'm you like did. nope Wow. Absolutely no, not. No, no, no. <laughs> we're we're not doing that, Dad. Yeah. Like, no, no. You, you, uh, but he, the only reason I would insane. ask you is because I believe in you. And yeah. I think you yeah. guys can do it. And it's I don't think insane to say no to that. So that's why we yeah. did it. We How just, many yeah, can't years ago was that? This was when was this last year? Last year. Last I remember. Year. No, I remember. Last, I remember last winter. Was it? Yeah. Wow. It feels like longer, but it was just last year. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's so yeah. sick. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was awesome. Wow. And it's like how unique. Not a lot of people can say they can experience that moment together as like father and son. They share yeah. the same stage, too. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And, and then seeing those guys like when you were in Montreal in the arena and you were playing in front of all those people and you guys just, once again, I was like, oh my God, you know, like they went out mm -hmm. as like seasoned pros. Yeah. And, yeah. and it was like, I Their really thought that they would, because I was trying to think of myself at that age, right? Mm -hmm. you know, okay, 24, maybe 25. Uh, no, I think all you guys were like 23, 24, mm -hmm. or whatever, right? No. I was like, holy shit. I, I, I personally think I would have been slightly overwhelmed. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's 100%. fair. We, we were thousands and thousands <laughs> of people. Yeah. Like, well, you camouflaged it yeah. well, and that's that's. It's all about dealing with those nerves. Zach, yeah. Zach said it best. He's just like the only reason we were all like calm and like chill is because we all just acted calm. She's like, "Hey, man, like you have a good show tonight, man. Yeah, 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 cool, cool." And we all just like. <laughs> We all acted it's like nice. we were like, fine, ah! but inside we were freaked. Yeah. And if any yeah. of us showed that like stress, yeah. we all would have been like, I know, like what the yeah. fuck yeah. are we yeah. doing here? It's contagious, you feel that, right? Yeah, like, yeah. we just stayed calm and good. Yeah, yeah. Victoria does this thing and I'm gonna pull oh completely my just like expose me. Expose I know you. exactly what she's doing. She does say. this thing, it's so funny. When she gets excited, she goes, ah! <laughs> it's, like, it's so it's so weird and we all laugh about it. Like oh that one God. weird friend, she starts shaking and shit. Yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. just can't hold it in. She, she would not be calm. She'd be like, ah! <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. Let it out. Oh let man. It out. Yeah, yeah, sometimes you just gotta let it out. Mm -hmm. Um <laughs> I mean to do it. Uh, yeah. So a lot of what we talk about too is, and we've talked a lot with Chance about this, but I'd love to get your your outlook. You're wiser than us. Mm. Um, we talk a lot about like mental health and going through like the trenches of the mental mm -hmm. aspect of especially like an industry like this. Mm. So what is maybe some struggles you've had maybe younger in those eight years? Like were there moments where you're like, I'm gonna give up, I'm done. I'm just gonna go get a normal job. Like yeah. how did you feel through all that? I don't know. I was just a, a very tenacious, and I, I really believed that I had something to offer. Yeah. I never thought that I was going down the wrong path. Yeah. And I think that's really what was what saved me. Yeah. Is that I uh, I was blind to everything else around me. I remember bumping into friends of mine, acquaintances even. Oh, you still do that, eh? Like, you're, you're still chasing that. Yeah. And I'm like. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, I'm still doing that. Yep. Yeah, it's going to work uh, out. Yeah, and you have a car, and I don't have a car yet, but maybe one day we'll see mm -hmm. what we each have. But, yeah. um, you know, so I was always really determined. And mm -hmm. I remember turning 27, and this was the year that everything happened. 
but 27, and then I sang a Molson Canadian commercial for TV. Wow. That was played on uh, during the, the playoffs, yeah. the NHL yeah. playoffs. And uh, I remember going, oh, that's really cool, man. Right? And then all of a sudden I got this call, right, to do the solo album. And then I got a call to go to Dream Theater. So everything just kind of came aligning. together. But if you want to know, was there a dark period in my life? And Chance would know about this for sure. But in uh, 1994, I ruptured my vocal cords oh, from food wow. poisoning down in Cuba. Really? And that's probably what sent me into the darkest period in my life wow. because I couldn't sing like I used to um, you know I'd been winning like, awards everywhere and um, and then all of a sudden I'm going on stage and cracking or I'm just I don't have the voice yeah. to be able to sing up where I used to sing effortlessly mm. yeah um, so it was a very a big struggle and then people being callous and insensitive and whatever let them be who they are were just raking me over the coals. So I had to deal with all this shit all of a sudden. Like I mm -hmm. went from, oh my God, the guy's amazing to, what happened? Oh, you yeah, know? the negative And backlash. so I went, I went into this deep, deep valley. And unfortunately, Karen, my wife had to deal with it. Like she just saw me, I was like, I was all over the place or I'd, I wouldn't want to be around yeah. people because that's what happens, right? Yeah. And then I have freaking, and then, you know, then, we're having a family and then I've got two kids and yeah. and then I'm still struggling with it because I went through it for probably uh, eight years wow. where I was just like That's in and crazy. out of this dark yeah. zone. And then finally I, I got to a point and I said, what am I doing? Yeah. You know, I have a beautiful family here. I do have a career. I've transcended the situation mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's up to me to like think positive and stay where I'm at. Sure. And if anybody wants to criticize me, go ahead if yeah. it makes your world a better world yeah and i'll just keep doing what i'm doing and yeah. i know that i'm doing it great yeah Boom. Mm -hmm. that, was that was amazing. it but but he's you saw it you saw it here and there yeah it's scary because like you, you, know. you see where your life is headed right and once that something like that happens it's like everything's kind of the unknown at that point yeah you don't know if yeah. it's going to continue you don't know what oh, it's no. going to be there, like, there right? were many moments where i thought because i really screwed it up like yeah. i had blood coming out of my like that's how bad right wow. i just i hemorrhaged and, and that's uh, an artist is like oh well yeah really I mean, if i had been a guitar player well, whatever yeah you know i'll just keep playing guitar who but the that's fact that, everything oh, it yeah. was everything it's like getting you your know? hand cut off your guitar yeah. player yeah. You're yeah. yeah exactly and yeah and so yeah i mean that was the biggest that's challenge tough. in my life for sure yeah. and, and then i was able to be so back i think where we are. yeah and like coming down to the simple things i think sometimes you have to look at the big picture in the sense okay i have a beautiful family i have people that love me the roof over my, my career head. is good yeah mm -hmm. um yeah, yeah it is tough though because i think we still i always talk about like the grieving process like even in that situation you would still be grieving the thought of maybe the direction you thought you were going right yeah. like god mm -hmm. damn it like why is this happening right right but i always say the dots align as you go through your life like maybe obviously you overcame it Mm -hmm. and when you look backwards we talk about this all the time the dots never make sense going forward but when you look back you're like oh shit it all connected and mm -hmm. all it all worked out yeah. right so right. Yeah. yeah yeah i mean i think part of the struggles too were, and what i couldn't let go of was yeah but if this hadn't happened then i would have been doing this mm. and i would have gone on to do this or yeah. you, you know what i mean like crazy. what opportunities yeah. did you miss out on might have yeah 
exactly yeah. right and so i think that was another struggle for me going you know i would have been freaking out yeah yeah so yeah. But for all you know if yeah. if like you did go down a different path maybe your career wouldn't have been as successful as it is now yeah. right like something yeah. something major could have happened with a label or anything yeah. right yeah. being put on the back burner whatever the yeah, case may be you right? just never know right that's right um yeah. that's yeah. crazy so yeah. i'm kind of curious mm -hmm. um how did because obviously back in the 80s the 90s even the early 2000s social media wasn't really as present mm -hmm. how did that change and it did it impact you guys at all or did you did you kind of yeah i mean yeah we were we were there for the whole transition right mm. coming yeah, exactly. the whole exactly. social like you media put out world the physical you know Copies, the physical yep. product <laughs> and then that's all it is and then you do some interviews with the uh, magazines and then you go on tour that's it mm -hmm. do some interviews while you're on tour now it's constant yeah right it's it's pretty much 365 days in. a year yeah. that you have to be focused on your career and i think it is because of the world that we live in and the, yeah you know i mean it's completely mm -hmm. transformed mm -hmm. yeah, i think industry. i think there's definitely like pros and cons to for both sure. times sure. yeah you guys yeah. are starting at a complete different place though in mm -hmm. like the world of social yeah. media right like it's yeah. wild yeah i mean you know with dream theater we we've sold almost 20 million albums and <laughs> but today wow. today Jesus it's frick. it's not <laughs> about it's not about selling that it's about how many followers do you have yeah yes. oh, yeah man i've got 500 million followers my god that's yeah. freaking <laughs> unbelievable yeah. Yeah. right and, yeah. it, and it's and then that translates into mm -hmm. somebody being successful mm -hmm. going out on tour right and, and doing big numbers it's crazy but it used right? to be and i remember back in i'm really showing my age here but everybody <laughs> knows how old i am um but when in the 70s and 80s i remember reading this if you were to sell a million albums you were guaranteed to go out and play 20,000 people a night. You would do full out arena uh, yes. tours. Yes. Now, uh, a, a band can say, sell like a million albums, mm -hmm. which on one release is pretty spectacular Absolutely. nowadays, if you Absolutely. did that. Yeah, well, they account, uh, they account the streams. There's a conversion, right? right? Mm -hmm. Like right. 10 streams or whatever equals one unit sold. Right, right. So, so that would they, be like 10 million streams or, yeah. right, or more. Yeah, it's more because it's not it's not it's not that it's like there, it's a right. weird it depends on the right. platform. But here's the thing, though. So so my point being is that you see these bands that have millions of followers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you go, yeah. So so where did you go and see them? Oh, yeah, I saw them at the Danforth Music Hall. And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Yeah, that's where I went and saw them. Oh, they were playing there. Okay, wait a minute. I thought that they'd be playing at least like the Meridian. Yeah. Or, you know, bigger. Yeah. Right? The, what is it called? The Hershey? Or what is that called? Wait. In Toronto. What's it called? The Roger Hershey? Center? There's the History. No, not the History. Meridian, Hershey. Budweiser Stage, uh, Danforth, uh, Opera House, Phoenix. It's, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Hershey. Hershey. Okay. Or the Rico? The Rico. Rico okay. Coliseum. Huh. Rico. The Rico. Okay. All right. So that's what I would expect. Yeah. And then they're, they're saying, you know, no, this is where they're playing. I mean, I love this band called uh, Young the Giant. And they're a phenomenal band. And uh, they, I thought they'd be playing at the, uh, where is it, the Air Canada Center. Right. Now, now it's the Scotia. Scotia yeah. Scotia. And uh, they played at Rebel. Right? Really? And I was like, wait a second. Yeah. I thought for sure. But that's it's what deceiving. I mean. It's just, it's it's just a completely different industry now as far as numbers go sure. and not necessarily if you do have that kind of following that doesn't 
mean or guarantee exactly. that you're playing this size of a venue. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you see people with 500,000 followers and they're selling out stadiums. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So like the numbers are, are so deceiving now, yeah. right? Yeah. You don't yeah. really yeah. know. Yeah. You know what? Even now you can actually pay to get verified yeah. on Instagram. So the blue check mark, you can pay $50 a month to have that, which is insane to me because it's something you're supposed to earn, right? Like that's yeah. right. Yeah. It just takes away the mm -hmm. whole purpose of the verification. Mm -hmm. So exactly. I think I think yeah. social media is deceiving in the sense of you know, like especially in the artist world, like yeah. bands growing. Uh -huh. Um totally. but yeah, I guess like you would still have I was just I guess what Victoria was asking is have you do you feel like your fan base has grown because social media mm -hmm. or do you think it hasn't affected it quite as much? Well, we're a bit of an anomaly. Yeah, our fan base keeps growing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and what we're seeing now when we're playing around the world too is is our fan base like the crowds, they're younger. Cool. So we have a demographic of nice. what, 15 year olds to 70 wow. year olds. That's amazing. And that reminds me when I we go out to see Rush mm. or something like that. I remember looking around the crowd and going Oh my God! There's a ten-year-old boy over there. <laughs> it's a mix of this everything. This guy's got to be about sixty-five, yeah. you know. Yeah. And it's like that's awesome mm -hmm. because you're resonating with such a broad spectrum of people. Yeah. Right. So I think that's incredible, and that's what we see. I think you know what? Yeah. Has the 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 internet has really um, put us into places that maybe normally they wouldn't have known who we were mm -hmm. right because of where they live in the world. Yeah. So on in that respect, I think it's amazing. But I, yeah. I think uh, I, I still kind of fondly look at the old times. Yeah. 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 I, I well, you're do. an OG, of course. Yeah. 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 You yeah. know, uh, OG, I like that. OG. <laughs> oh, but uh, oh, I, yeah. yeah, I would, yeah. I would you know, I, I'm, I'm okay with the times we're living in, but I would have loved to experience Absolutely. raising of course. Like Absolutely. a whole career in that time period. That would have yeah. been... Cool. Yeah. It would have been a lot like, harder yeah. as well, I right? Like, yeah. I do feel like it showcases true talent, right? Because nowadays it's so easy to make it per se, right? You could be an overnight mm -hmm. sensation online um, and not m may not necessarily carry the skills or like the attributes that you would need to be like an artist or to have that real talent, that raw, organic, yeah. you know, sound. Um, so back then it was just a lot more special when you found like people like word yourself. of mouth. Yeah. Word of mouth, right? Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. had to be noticed. For sure. Yeah. yeah. But for sure, yeah. Also, there was way more gatekeepers back then too, mm. though. So that's yeah. the other thing. Like anyone yeah. can go and post now, which is great. Yeah. But yeah. because of that, for it's sure. the market is very oversaturated. Yeah. But yeah. it's also it like these gatekeepers back in the day, who the hell are they to say if well, sure. we're gonna give you a record label and you're gonna be the next big thing? That's right. Yeah. It's like there's so it's there's subjective, so much right? talent yeah. that went you know, yeah. unseen because of that. Mm -hmm. But today the struggles, you know, are it's an oversaturated market. Mm -hmm. uh, you have a yeah. really big audience in Asia, no? Uh, Europe, Asia, South yeah. America. So yeah. what, South what, America, what kind of, I think that's what you were saying before on the last episode. Yes. Yeah, yeah South I'd America's say South America huge. and Asia is where like Crazy. people just. So what kind of crowds off. do you feel like? How many people? What kind of same thing? Lots of age range. Oh yeah, oh for sure. Well, I mean, when we're in um, Asia, it can be anywhere from like we're playing three thousand to fifteen thousand wow. or more. I mean, we just. Um, yeah, there's sometimes forty thousand people there wow. and, and stuff. But yeah, I and and Asia, it's it's crazy. The first time we went to Japan, um, I remember because you're on stage at seven o'clock, mm -hmm. and sometimes it was six thirty. Yeah, you'd be on stage. It's Weird. Like, what happens is they all come from school, so they come right, right from, from school. their school. What? So and the businessmen come right 
from business men and women. I oh, sorry, sorry men, about and, that. men and women. That was politically incorrect. Okay, I'm sorry. We're in 2023. Okay, so <laughs> business people oh, would come and yeah. yeah, 2023. Well, that was 1992, my first yeah. experience. So I can get away with this. Yes. Okay. So and it was really weird because I go out on stage, and people in suits and dressed up That's like crazy. beautiful dresses and all this, yeah. and then all the students in their in their gear. uniforms, wow. uniforms, and what was bizarre is that we go on and we play a song, you know, and just be kicking butt, and at the end of it, <laughs> they'd be like, they'd be like, <sighs> and that was it. it was just, they're waiting for the really? next song. Like, what's going on? That's Man. crazy. Yeah. yeah. So they wait, and then you get into the next song. Very cultural difference. Wow. And then wait again. Oh my god. I'm That's like, so. Funny. We all came off stage after the first show. I remember that, and we're like, what? What just happened? What just (laughs) happened? Yeah, it's like, oh, get used to it, guys. This is the way it is. Yeah, yeah. Do you have have one show that sticks out to you that you'll always remember for whatever reason? A story, a song, the crowd? Woodstock, Poland. Oh, yeah. Woodstock, Poland in 2015. I love that you know the answer to this. Well, I just just say this because it was like... Well, you gave me... The the gift you gave me was from that. Yeah, a photo from it. Yeah, a photo from it. We went on and uh, we played 750,000 people. Holy shit. Shit. Yeah, it's like one of the biggest shows. So how? Like I would be like, um, that's almost oh, no, a million people. Yeah, like, I hope you guys know that. Yeah, right? like, <laughs> isn't that crazy? Um, yeah, okay. Um, oh but anyways, I, I remember looking out, and you, I'm serious. So see okay, people. Each football field would be another sound system, right? And so every hundred yards, because the sound would be, would be so system. delayed by the time it got yeah. to the back, so you oh, need yeah. like big oh, sound systems yeah. every football field back. So it was the first time I ever saw somebody crowd surf oh. in a wheelchair. What? In a Let's wheelchair. Go. So we're up the, the stage. That's, that's crazy. The stage would have been twenty feet up, right? It was really, really high, high. I'm thinking, if I fell off here, I'm done. I'm going to break my leg. So I come, <laughs> oh I, I come, I come to the front, and I'm singing, and all of a sudden, I'm like, No I'm way. Like, hey, fucking minute you gotta see this everyone and i'm like and the guys they're bringing up the guy to the stage and i'm like bringing the mic out so i had my mic stand and i'm like Whoa, like this and the guys yeah. <laughs> on, on a wheelchair and the other guys in the band are like what the hell wow that's awesome. shout that guy crazy amazing it was crazy but chance for was that birthday yeah i think a birthday or something he blew up the uh the picture of while we were on stage so there was a helicopter uh, view Ooh, yeah and um you can just see it it's like massive amazing wow, wow. Like, oh and so then i was thinking been... i, I could have made a lot of money today i could have had a depends uh stand right what yeah are people going to the washroom <laughs> if you like honest to god <laughs> that's true it's i am not kidding you i'm looking at somebody out in the middle okay and i'm going what are you doing dude i'm, I'm pissing right there it's going to take you an hour to get to that it's Holy going shit. to take oh my now. god wow okay show the audience that okay i, I don't know if we'll, we'll zoom it in <laughs> we'll zoom it in that's crazy you know what we'll just take this picture and plop it in the, that's so yeah smart. wow yeah yeah this it's, is it too eh <gasps> look at those that's yeah, yeah. insane was so, that yeah. a headlining show or you guys were opening up we no we were no we headlined yeah what so we had we had um what? we had oh my god uh like they expected five hundred thousand people seven bands on before us we played at like nine 
9 or 9.30 we went on at night. Wow. And they had started at 11 in the morning. Wow. I remember talking. So, what it. I remember talking to you on the phone like the yeah. day after or whatever, and you're like, yeah, the promoter expected 500,000 people, yeah. but because it was a free show, 750,000 fucking people showed up. It was up. free? It was so a free show. Free, Could you, you imagine? Dry was, goods. Oh, it, you, you I see. Dry goods. That's, That's sweet. Charity. So, it's, That's it's really a charity. And, and here's the other thing that, that blew our minds. So, when we were being driven in to backstage, it was eight kilometers of tents. So for eight kilometers, you're driving really slow, and all you're seeing is thousands and thousands of tents going on as far as you can see. And I'm like, how do these people know where they're going at the end of the night? That's crazy. How do you find your way back to your yeah. tent? <laughs> That's a long walk. You got a beeper in your tent? <laughs> like, oh, beep, 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 beep. oh, there it is, guys. Oh my God. <laughs> like, it was unbelievable. Yeah. Holy shit. And people were like, oh, <laughs> coming up, like, dude, you're going to run that guy over. Oh go, my god! Oh yeah, that's wild. Oh, it was crazy. I it can was... definitely see why you'd remember and that. So, <laughs> no. so the that's next night, so our next night was in Germany playing the Waken okay. um, festival, and Wacken. we played in front of or Wacken. Yeah, it is Wacken. Thank you, Wacken. Sorry, sorry, Germany. Um, Wacken, Germany, and it was seventy-five thousand people, and so we figured out ten percent. We're playing in front of ten percent of what we played the night before. But there's seventy five thousand people in front of us. Yeah, it's insane. That's, that's still that so put it into many a perspective. Crazy. But that put it in perspective because even seventy five thousand people is huge. Yeah, for right? sure. The Rogers Center, I think, is fifty thousand people alone. Right. So I, I think, think so. Yeah, it's something so like that. So that yeah. times wow. more. It was nuts. It Almost was nuts. a million yeah. people. I can't get over that. Yeah, yeah. that would be life changing. That's a life changing yeah. experience. Mm -hmm. Of course. I didn't even know yeah. concert venue. Not even venue. Like I didn't know they had it that big even like yeah. Coachella and stuff is there a million people there like no uh, that's insane no there's, there's, a million. there's I think, been I think it's there's been only a handful of shows that have reached like 500,000 or more and you yeah. had the privilege Legend. of doing wait for it Derry Legendary. <laughs> That is that's incredible, yeah. man. Oh my god! So I yeah. guess um, being on the road, yeah. you would. I, we actually talked to Chance about this. Um, how was it like your family dynamic? Mm -hmm. So we got you both here now, so we can talk about this. So you would leave We're, for months at a time, yeah, and then come home. I guess you would have. You would really enjoy that. You'd have quality time. You yeah. said this, right? So yeah. What I what I said. I don't know if you remember, but like I, I said that it's no different than the amount of time you'd spend with a dad that's a gone nine to five for a normal job. Because yeah, I do remember you're gone for that. four weeks, but then we got you for three weeks, and we got right. all of you for three weeks, and yeah, then you're gone for four weeks, and then we got all you for eight weeks, and yeah. yeah so it's it balances and, totally. and it makes and you appreciate the time for sure. Now, the, now the tours are longer. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're out like six, seven weeks. So it's like wow. You got a tour coming up. Your wife must right be a now, gem. Right? Your wife is well. Also, I she is a gem. I think yeah, though that uh, sweetheart. I think that a lot of a lot of relationships fail, and sometimes distance can be the best thing mm -hmm. for relationships. Makes distance makes fonder. the heart go fonder. Yeah, no. That's sweet. So yeah. your wife has been with you through all of it. Yeah, we've. Oh my God, we've been married. Uh, it'll be thirty-four years in September, and wow. then we went out for nine before that wow. but we broke up like three four times well, yeah whatever 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 yeah no but um yeah like she's she's been through it and she uh like i've always said if you're gonna get into the music industry whether you're a girl or a guy you your partner better be strong mm. yeah completely independent yeah because if they're not it's not gonna last yeah it's true. and i've seen so many marriages break up or bands and you know here's the crazy thing in, in this band 
everyone's still married. Yeah. Uh, right? Well, to, their first, married. to their first, to their first wife. wife. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Because, you know, they, they have to understand what they're signing up for. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. you, the career will always come first and not in the way that you don't love them. But it's right. just that that comes first and that's what they're signing up for. Right. So it is. But I mean, I think, too, though, at, at, at the beginning of it, it's 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 exciting. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But then they go, oh, OK, now it's the third world tour yeah. they're about to start and embark on. So he's going to be gone again four or five weeks at a time or, yeah. or she's going to be gone four or five weeks That's at a time. Tough. And I think yeah. on the partner, it's just like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. you know, it's either you're here 24 yeah. seven or you're gone. It's and hard. It's, hard. You it's have just to have like a solid foundation of trust, too. Yeah. Right? Well, mm-hmm. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. yeah. Huge. I wouldn't doubt Huge. that for sure. Yeah. No, I it's. It's a different world, That's for sure. Crazy. It is. I think it's. Yeah. I think it's special though, because you know they're supporting you fully, and yeah. and they're appreciating and loving what you do just as right. much as you do, right? Yeah. That's the. But main I think thing. too, being in a, an industry like this or any kind of business that takes you away, mm-hmm. makes you appreciate all the things that you do have, Absolutely. like especially the simple things. Yeah. Like just getting up, going downstairs, and having a cup of coffee, and yes. sitting in your living Hit room, and having a conversation. Like I think we get too stuck in a rut mm-hmm. you know it's like oh, same old same old same old yeah. like well go away for a bit mm-hmm. flip yeah. it up not that everybody has that luxury but yeah. flip it up and then come back and then you're going wait a minute this is a good thing that i got going on here yeah mm-hmm. right? and you know what i've always said to like especially with your lifestyle i think i think there's nothing wrong with living a conventional life but the conventional people they they get up, they go to work, they come home, right. they sit, watch TV, they go to bed, they do the same thing. And you actually become more present and you get that gift mm-hmm. of presence to right. really appreciate sitting and having a coffee with your wife in the exactly. morning and yeah. and all those small moments mm-hmm. that really make up what That's life right. is truly For about, sure. right? For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, absolutely. So yeah. Speaking yeah, there's of no doubt about tours, it. again, you're leaving on tour, I believe, very, very shortly, eh? Yeah, I leave yeah. on Saturday uh, for Korea. And wow. then we're doing uh, two shows in Seoul, Korea, and then we go on to Japan oh, and Malaysia, amazing. Thailand, Singapore, Indonesia. Uh, three weeks we're doing wow. that all three weeks. It'll oh be just my like, god! You're gonna be like, boop, 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 boop. yeah. I was like, your I was just telling years. Chance la- <laughs> last night. So, Japan is 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 an incredible country. If you get I've the opportunity, they all one. are. Yeah. They all are. All the Asian countries are, and people are beautiful worldwide. Let me tell you, that's another thing that I've come to appreciate is that there's so many beautiful people out mm, there. You know, yeah. we all want the same thing, to be loved and accepted yeah. and equality, right? Mm-hmm. But Japan is, I don't know. It, it They're so efficient at what they do. Everything is so well done. It's mm. it's overwhelming. So I was telling Chance yesterday, I go, hey, man, uh, I got to remember, do you have a duffel bag that I can borrow? And he's like, oh, what do you mean? I, no, I need a duffel bag. I'm going into Japan. Last time I forgot and I kicked myself. He goes, what do you need that for? And I said, well, the way it works is when you go, so I go into Tokyo, okay? And then when I'm done the show in Tokyo, I think we're going to Nagoya. You do the bullet train. Okay. So, but what happens is they come to your room at ten o'clock at night. They grab your suitcase, and they deliver it to your next hotel. Wow. So when you arrive at your next hotel, your suitcase is there waiting in your room. 
Wow. You don't have to do that, right? But you need so you a, need a, a duffel bag, duffel of your bag stuff, or a backpack you for your toiletries and yeah. all that yes. other stuff, right? Yes, yeah. Wow. And, and he was like, oh my God, really? And I go, I'm telling you, they only just, in Japan. Everywhere else, it's just so like you, you get up the next day, you yeah. got your suitcase, you go down. Japan's and very get in ahead a van of, and you go to the airport. Times. Like, yeah. I love them ahead in fashion, food, oh, oh culture, like everything. I can't imagine how uh, really my is. young does that. Oh, well, he, well, okay, I'll tell you that. <laughs> no, so he, uh, uh, our bass player is like very, very specific and very particular. Ooh, so I, I, I think he's one that wouldn't part with his suitcase. Yes. Yeah, like yeah, he'd like, have that would be hotel. me too, to be honest with you. I don't know if I could. It's funny, at every hotel we go to, like mm. there's bellhoppers or whatever you call them. They're like, let me grab your bag, sir. Yeah. And they yeah. take up our bags for us and whatever. And yeah. John's like, nope, like, like it's yeah. mine. I think it's <laughs> a trust thing. He has to walk it. his bag. Yeah. It's, it's a trust that. thing. It but is. like if you're saying like he has to give him his the bag <laughs> the night before, he'd be like, no. Uh-huh. No. <laughs> well, they'll be knocking on the door to grab his bag, and he's just like walking it. He won't open it. it. That's yeah. hilarious. But but yeah, that's fine. I mean, that that's his comfort zone, and yeah. and I know that's where he's always been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But with me, I'm like, take it, man. Go. <laughs> Thank God. You know, bring it up he's to my room. He's barricading himself yeah. in his room. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. It's my bag. I yeah, love yeah. It. I so love you're it. obviously very well traveled. Um, I love, and I think that's amazing that you made the point of you know, there's so many beautiful people in the world. Probably gives you such a unique gift as well to have that perspective on life you've been able to see all these different cultures all these different people so what's yeah. maybe um tell us some travel stories tell tell us about your favorite place you've been i've heard tokyo japan is a lot of people's favorite yeah um but what's what's your favorite place you've been oh my god holy i love germany okay. I, I love germany i love touring germany uh, if I have days off, I love the cities, mm-hmm. especially the the smaller ones. If we happen to be, you know, it's a day off and we'll we'll stay in a a smaller city. It, it, that's where you really bring in the the culture, mm-hmm. yeah. And you can see things, and and I find the people in Germany are incredible, yeah, and very hospitable, and and that. So Germany is is very dear to me, um, and I also love uh, like place like Scandinavian countries, Sweden. Mm. Finland, Norway. See, if I don't say country, they're going to be all. <laughs> so I love y'all. Well, seriously, if I forget. But what's um, what's the place you hate the most? So? Uh oh. Oof. No, I'm You're the, really the, trying yeah. to stir the Midland, pot. Ontario. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. <laughs> no, uh, no, I'm not going to say. But there are some. Uh, I'll tell you one thing. Here, here's the thing. <laughs> the other thing that you get a, a very clear perspective of is, um, especially when we, we've been down in. Uh, throughout South America, well, anywhere in the world, really, mm-hmm. is you see the vast differences of how people live, right? Yes, For sure. You, know, you have the well-to-do, and then you have the not-so-well-to-do. And you're driving through these areas, and you're going, wow, man, like that. This is hard to believe that people have to exist like this. Yeah. Yeah. And so it, it's just a, it's very strange and very surreal because you're being brought to this gorgeous hotel, and you're seeing on the way to the hotel so many different areas. The reality, of, yeah. Yeah, of destitution. And yeah, uh, it's just truly. like, wait a minute, why does this have to be yeah. so, it's bizarre. But there's, I love Chicago. I love playing mm-hmm. in I've Chicago. I love Chicago. And um, I love going throughout Texas and that, and obviously New York because New York is oh. considered our our home. I love right? New York. Like the band's home. Yeah. Um, but you know, and then we have a beautiful city right here in Toronto. It's, it's I amazing. Say that. I do say that often. You know what? I I've been really big on I when I settle down in life. I really want to live in Europe. I think European culture is so beautiful. But 
I sometimes take for granted how beautiful Toronto is. Yeah. And I'm like, there's so much opportunity here. Yeah. Um, we're able to, you know, because in European countries, maybe you're not able to build a business or mm-hmm. have the opportunity to do a podcast. That's not really a big thing over there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and we live in the land of opportunity. Yeah, and I did. think we definitely do. We have to be grateful yeah. for that. Before I started going on the road with him and seeing the world, I actually like looked down on Toronto and Canada and yeah. just thought less of us. And then it wasn't until I went to all the major cities of the world, not all of them, but a lot of them, yeah. mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit, like Toronto's like top tier, like yeah, one of the best really cities in the world. And a lot it of is. the talent comes out of here too, yeah. especially yeah. acting. Yeah. Acting, yeah. we're huge for acting. I'd yeah. say the States is really big on like music, but like yeah. acting in Canada is crazy. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of talent. Yeah. So much period, talent. In Canada, so you know, talent. musically and, mm-hmm. yeah, and acting. Celine and, Dion. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Love her. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, that's amazing. So mm-hmm. I actually didn't even ask you, you were raised, here, yeah. I was raised in you know, Midland. So you yeah. stayed. And so then, you stayed there. Uh, Midland, Ontario, and then I moved to Toronto and lived here for ten years. And then when the career took off, uh, my wife and I said, "Let's move back up north." Yeah. So we moved back Quiet. up in the area. Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful up there. Yeah, I love Midland. Yeah. I love yeah. up north. It's very yep. calm, serene. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really you. is. Yeah, yeah. It's the best. It's it is. Day. It's definitely cool. Um, yeah. Well. I guess if you don't have any more burning questions, um, we do love to end our podcast episodes on asking what is the biggest life lesson you can give to the audience watching? If you're going to give one piece of advice to an aspiring musician or just anyone. Oh, my God. Um, (laughs) Think real hard. (laughs) You can take take a couple seconds. (laughs) um, Well, believe in yourself. That's Mm -hmm. for sure. And and be kind. Mm -hmm. Be cool to other people. You know, yeah. it's, it, it's not hard to do. Yeah. And I think it would make a better world for all of us. Absolutely. So, I agree. Yeah. We were talking with somebody Which, today. He was saying how uh, you never know whose life you're changing by saying your story, right? And sharing and being kind to others. Yeah. You'll be able to receive kindness back, which yeah. I think is a very important thing to remember. But have you ever you ever been in, like, you, well, let's just say, a coffee shop and somebody looks over and you smile back, right? It's like, right? Such a good feeling. And, and I'm bad Such for that. I'm really bad for that. I'm like, stone face, you know, and then I'm like, <laughs> Smarten up. Yeah. <laughs> You're an intimidating rock star. Yeah. I mean, I'd be like, hey. Smile. It's, it's real easy. It's really the little really things easy. in life, yeah. right? Like the smiles or a compliment or holding the door for a stranger. It's all those little things that make life so beautiful. Yeah. And unique, I right? agree. Yeah. I think uh, it's funny that we you said that because I was thinking today, you know, we move at such a fast pace. And sometimes when you slow down and you listen to someone's story, like, it's wild that everybody in this world, those 750,000 people that came to watch you, mm. they all have a story. Yeah. They yeah. all came from somewhere. Oh my we, God. Yeah. We all go through hardships yeah. and trenches and we have beautiful life experiences and it's just human connection again, <laughs> yeah. right? Like it's. <laughs> oh, yeah. Laughing. Okay. I got to tell you a story then, and then I think Let's we're go. probably wrapping up. Yeah, okay. No so so here, here's a story for you that you won't even believe it happened. Um, I can't remember the city. I think we were in somewhere in Kansas, I think. Yeah. Okay. But maybe it was St. Louis. I don't Kansas know. City. Maybe it was St. Louis. But uh, so we're doing a show and, and uh, out front, like there were some VIPs. Yeah. And there was this couple out there and we were told, oh, you know, they're going to come back and they won tickets from the radio and they're going to come back and see us. So um so we do the the after show and i'm talking to the guitar player and then there's a couple other guests around us and all of a sudden so i'm like this and i'm looking at them talking and i see them going <laughs> and they're looking over right and i'm like 
about how you guys doing? So I turn around, and that couple that won the tickets, they're making out. Like, I mean... Fully. You know, like, starting to take their clothes off. No way. You, you no, know, no, this really happened. This really happened. <laughs> and I remember going... So I turn around, and I go, hey, what the fuck is going on? And they're like... Oh man, no, we're just going with the flow. We're like, going so security went, came over, just grabbed them. <gasps> no them way. Up. And we're all like, what happened? What just happened? Like, we couldn't believe it. In all the years that we've been touring, we had never That's seen wild. anything like they, that. Maybe some other rock bands that you'd have here go, oh man, it's on a nightly basis we have that going on. But not with us. Crazy. Not, and, not uh, with Dream Theater. Maybe it they was were just trying like, to make a statement. Uh, yeah, I don't know perhaps. what the statement was. Like, <laughs> that we're unrefined. <laughs> They're yeah, like, we really want to, we want James Labrie to remember who we are. Oh, I remember. Sure and it wasn't stuff that I wanted to see. <laughs> Trust That's me. That's crazy. Story no, no. with James they're, Labrie. They're probably going to watch yeah. this interview, but you can You us. can edit this out if you'd like. No, Please. no, no, no. Yeah. We're authentic. We like yeah. to keep everything in. I'd love I'm sure Chance like, Dad, don't tell us. I didn't know that one. Yeah. Oh, wow. Crazy. Okay. We got yeah. a first here. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I love that. I feel like we've been just sitting around drinking wine, having a hoot. Yeah. So we'll have to do this again. Absolutely. It's <laughs> yeah. been great. It's um, been great. Amazing. Well, thank you so, so much from the bottom of our hearts for uh, joining us thank today. You. Deep it's in a the huge bottom. Pleasure. Deep right in the roots. Chance, thank you for uh, showing up today. It was yeah. really yeah. Our, first, our first repeat guest, which is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Thank was you. Right? I'm yeah. Yeah. You've been on the same podcast, the best podcast twice. in the entire world, twice. How, do you How does it feel? It's pretty good. Yeah. I'm pretty honored to I be the first one that's on twice. Hopefully, the first one that's on. So your name gets put up there, right? Yep. We Perhaps. should. You know, that's a good idea. We should get well, like a like, star system. Oh, yeah, repeating. We should do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So be cool. Two, two. Okay. So yeah. you're 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 up all, you're oh, on the leaderboard boy. right now. How number cool. one. Okay. Yeah. Just a little idea. Let us know in the comments if you think this is a good idea. But we should get like little like stars with the people that we have on and make like a wall. I would love get that. them to sign it and make a little. Why haven't like, we done that? Star. We got to go chase everybody like down. A, yeah. Like a, <laughs> yeah. Like a wall of fame. Wall of fame. Yeah. Well, you know, you know how you guys and, and how how good of a, a guest you were is where you go. Ooh. Yeah. Right. So there, I yeah. see you have a few down here already. Chancellor Breeze in that yeah. <laughs> hiding. His, his dad yeah. is up at the top. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but no, you guys should you guys should take those photos that you get mm. at the end of every podcast or yeah. anything like yeah. that, and then get them to sign, sign it, it and then so put them all cool. on a big board. Yeah, Today's cool. been a great day full of ideas. Let me We've tell you, we had a lot of great ideas. Good wow, stuff. a lot of. Good good stuff. I got a, I got a few more if you want to. Please, yeah, we should sit we'll down and it. brainstorm. I like yeah. the creative juices that flow. Yeah. yeah, you know. Wow. Well, thank you so much. I thank hope you thank guys you. enjoyed. Had a great time. Amazing podcast. Awesome. Good luck on tour. Yes. Have a great time. Yeah. We'll be definitely coming to a show. Yeah. 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 We will. July 5th, we'll be at the Hamilton first place. We'll be there. The IEO first place. place. Is that what it is? It is. It is. My first date. Hamilton's first place, I think. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. First place. First place center. So it's not the IEO. No. So close. You were close, though. All right. Yeah. Amazing, guys. Well, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being on. And that's cut. That's cut. Cheers. Cheers. Bow. Wow. <laughs> you didn't cheers him. Bad Oops. luck. <laughs> cheers. Bow. Ciao. That's cut.